We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. FM News Talk 97.1. Podcast. Sold me when I was young. Hello and welcome to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Second Amendment Radio. My partner Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, is out today. He is on location. He is uh, he's he's on location at a, a secret bunker somewhere, fighting for justice and liberty. And he will be back next week. Um, but we will talk about uh, Aaron. We'll talk about Southern Armory. They got some great stuff happening at Southern Armory uh, this week and in in the coming weeks. We'll talk about in just a few minutes. Uh, But first, I want to also introduce who is uh, here with me today. While Aaron is out, we have our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition, a regular on the show. Hello, And thank you so much for coming in and, and filling in for Aaron today. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. You bet. And also... I grabbed him out of the hallway. <laughs> Tim Jones, former Speaker of the House, of course, host of the Tim Jones Show every Sunday night here on 97.1. Also uh, filled in for Annie a couple days this week as well. Great to see you, my friend. Thanks for the impromptu uh, visit. Tony, it's great to see you. It's like that ESPN <laughs> commercial with all the mascots wandering around the hallway. Yeah, yes. That's what we do here. We just all wander around, wait for somebody to grab us and haul us into a studio. So right. thanks thanks for snagging me. It's no, one of my favorite topics, yeah, one no, of my favorite I, shows. I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time today. Of course, Chad is here as well. Hello, hello. Are you gonna, am I the one that's going to have to do the southernarmory.com thing today, or are you going to do that? Or? Yeah, that's going to be We'll you. figure that out. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll do answer. that. It's going to be you. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> you have to be ready to always echo. Okay, all right, always. very good. All right, well, it, it could happen at any time, so that's just an FYI. So uh, <laughs> the reason I wanted to grab Tim quickly here at the beginning of the show while he has a few minutes is because obviously one of the biggest stories of the week, not just in the gun world, but just uh, in the in the news cycle, was of course the Democratic debates that dominated the, the the news throughout the week. And Alex, obviously, I'm going to get your thoughts on this too. So please feel free to chime in. Um, we heard a lot. Anytime that guns, anytime that that uh, Second Amendment rights, gun rights were brought up, we heard. Varying degrees of of gun restrictions and what they would call common sense gun laws that to me sound very scary. What did you what What do you think about the what, what's the Democrats' plan if they were able to take the White House? How bad could it How bad could it really get? Yeah, Tony, Katie, bar the door. Uh, but isn't it interesting that the biggest gun grabber that was on the stage for uh, Democratic primary contenders, Eric Swalwell, Congressman Swalwell, was the very first to bow out a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was his platform. It was one of his primary platforms. He was. We going laid to... the whole thing out here a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when he released it. I read it. It was like 15 points. Mm-hmm. I, we, Aaron and I went by it point by point. It was 
It was incredible. It's one of the most it, authoritarian, it was. fascist manifestos it, probably since, and I don't say this lightly, he was since, Hitler's, away since Hitler's Nazi Germany. And yeah. let's remember, Tony, every any country around the world where someone has gotten into power and has said that, oh, it's great that the government have all the guns. What has quickly become that governing authority? It's become a a dictatorial fascist regime. I mean, that's what dictators always want to do is uh, completely own the firearms that are in the nation. I mean, that's what they that's what they do at the outset. And so Congressman Swalwell, I I don't think it's any mistake that he 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 was too extreme for that position. The Democratic Party, that's saying something. Yeah. Did you notice then since his departure? There have been some nuggets, but there hasn't been a whole lot of focus on that issue. And I'll tell you why. Despite this massive leftward lurch that we've seen in the Democratic Party on every issue from taxes to education to transportation to litigation to regulation, energy policy, the Green New Deal, you name the subject (laughs) – I still am of the belief that a majority of Democrats left in this country do not share that platform. Now, a lot of them are probably going to hold their nose and vote for their candidate. But, Tony, I will tell you, and I'm speaking right now to my Democratic friends here in the state of Missouri and in the sound of my voice, the ones that used to be back in the day very proud of their pro-Second Amendment pro-life stance now they're becoming quickly the dodo bird right but tony uh, gun rights second amendment rights are not the uh the the republicans don't hold the corner of the market on that right a lot of libertarians a lot of moderates a lot of independents but folks they're going to come for a lot of union democrats a lot of union democrats are very proud gun owners whether they use it for personal safety or sportsmanship or hunting and Tony, uh, your your question was, where will they go? I think they'll go as far as they can, especially yeah. in the new age that Obama set up of the pen and the phone. Right. That's what we have to worry about, Tony. I don't think we have to worry about actual uh, congressional action where they actually debate a bill and pass it because mm-hmm. so little gets done up in D.C. anymore. And there are enough people, especially with the Senate rules, that I think would be able to block such an action. But I think it's the executive order. You yeah. have to worry about from a uh, from a Kamala Harris or a Pete Buttigieg or mm-hmm. a uh, J- even a Joe Biden because they have been yanked so far to the left by the gun grabbers and the anti Second Amendment lobby with the fear mongering and the tactics. Hey, we had a report this week. Did you see that came out from uh, Missouri State Government. I think Lieutenant Governor Kehoe was uh, issued the Public Safety for Schools report. They recommended that if schools can have it and want want to do it, that they have an armed. Uh, a licensed, armed, uh, proficient uh, security officer in their schools. Mm-hmm. Those, that is one of the best deterrents they could, they could have. That, I'm all for that. With kids in school, I'm fine with that. We could have secured schools and taken care of the school shooting problem a long time ago. But for whatever reason, the education establishment, the educrats, as I call them, that's a whole other subject for another day. They obviously don't want to. You can secure schools. When I was in, a, when I was, uh, in, in New York, I, I lived in New York for nearly 10 years, and this was a long time ago. This was back in the 90s, right? Ancient history. <laughs> you didn't have any school shootings in New York. You know why? Because you had metal detectors right. in every single school in New York because right. they knew they had a problem with violence and uh, with youth violence and with urban urban violence, uh, all these areas run by Democrats, as Donald Trump pointed out this week with Baltimore. And uh, you really didn't have any school shootings up there because you had metal detectors, you had secure facilities. We mm-hmm. can secure our schools. We could have done it yesterday. 
Alex, we talk all the time on this show, and, and you've done it with us, about how you know we're, we're lucky in a lot of ways here in the state of Missouri that we have the Republican supermajority, and we have a lot of gun rights, and we are also in a very unique position, especially in the St. Louis region, to look just across the river and see what it could be like to live yes. in a state that doesn't have those protections. And they keep getting, in, in Illinois, they keep getting their gun rights taken away. If... If the Democrats continue to hold the House of Representatives and they do get the White House, as we're seeing, you know, these these debates and hearing all of uh, of their plans, um, could the state of Missouri, even with the Republican supermajority and, and so many lawmakers in the state supportive of Second Amendment and gun rights, could we see some of those taken away if the Republicans were to lose the presidential election in 2020? Well, yeah, not only if we lose the presidential election in 2020, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that if we were to see a Bernie Sanders presidency um, this time or even next time, a Warren presidency, that whoever takes on Donald Trump as the nomination is going to be um, spouting the most aggressive anti-gun platform that this country has ever seen in a presidential election. So I think whether... They take the White House this time or we Mm -hmm. look down the court and recognize that at some point they will take the White House. And right now they're using the Second Amendment and these gun control proposals as a litmus test um, for how uh, you can even be you won't even be a considered a Democrat unless (laughs) you can adopt and take on these policies. I think it's safe to say that we need to do everything that we can now to prevent um, any of these gun control proposals at the federal level from from infiltrating mm-hmm. Missouri. And Tim, we talked about the uh, there's various plans, but they're all pretty restrictive. Mm-hmm. Every one of them starts, at least everyone that I've heard, they always start with the line assault weapons and high capacity magazines. Mm-hmm. Right. Those seem to be the two biggest things. But nobody believes that with the Democrats, the liberal left, especially the way it is now. I mean, I I don't even think in the past it was like this, but especially now, it's not like if you make a couple concessions, they're not trying to negotiate. No, they're not. Like, get, you know, give them a little bit and they'll let you keep a little bit. And they're, if they get if they get what they what they deem assault weapons and high capacity magazines off the market. They're not going to be satiated. They're not going to stop. Right? No, they, they never will. Alex is exactly right. The extremists are on the march uh, on this issue and on every issue. We could, you could throw out any other issue, and the extremists are on the march. And and uh, even though I I said earlier that I believe a majority of folks who identify as Democrats do not identify as extremists. They've they've allowed the extremists to take over the party. Nancy Pelosi, can you believe we're in a world now where Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, no longer is the spokesperson? for the Democratic Party in Congress. It's AOC and the squad. <laughs> and we've heard a lot of their extremism uh, with their uh, anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic rhetoric. We've heard all their extremism on the Green New Deal and their energy rhetoric, which would basically turn out the lights here in the heartland and put a lot of people out of work, a lot of laborers, a lot of blue-collar people, which is why I think they're all going to vote for Donald Trump again. That's why they're trying to import a whole new generation of undocumented Democrats across the southern border, because mm-hmm. they've lost actual citizen American taxpayers. I don't mean to go too far (laughs) off the beaten path here, but I hate the Democrats' description of America right now. It's it's a a very ugly, dark vision. Yeah, when you hear them talk about you know why they need to 
they need to win these elections because they they paint a picture of a country that is just living in fear. It's martial law with mm-hmm. all the guns on the streets and nobody has a job and the middle class is living uh, hand to mouth and paycheck to paycheck. And it's just I I walk around and live my life and I don't I don't see this yes. horrible yep. Oppressive America that I hear about on television. Yeah, Tony, they deal in emotion. And unfortunately, we've allowed the Democrats to corner the market on emotional rhetoric. And we've got to be better communicators and appealing to people's passions and their loves for things like the Second Amendment. If you look at the areas of the country, uh, the areas of the state of Missouri where gun rights are most freely accessible and exercised, they are some of the safest places on the planet. The dangerous places in our country, in our state, in our urban areas are where they've always been the most dangerous places. They have nothing to do with firearms. If we outlawed firearms in this country today, we would not be able to outlaw violence, Mm -hmm. right? Violence would still occur, especially in our inner urban areas, where if you look at the statistics, it's largely homicides of of black-on-black crime, young black men, and people like... uh, Uh, Ben Carson have pointed this out. So, you know, before everybody calls me a racist, I'll point to Ben Carson, who's, you know, the HUD secretary. And he's been or uh, uh, he's uh, another cabinet position. But he's been pointing this out because he grew up in one of those areas and he escaped it. And and he had that opportunity. So uh, addressing the uh, the thing, the inanimate object is an easy way for Democrats, especially on the far left, to appeal to emotion. Because it's really hard, Tony, to attack the real root cause of the problem. It's much easier to say, well, if we just get this stapler out of here, then none of us will will throw staplers at each other ever again. Right. What about why we would throw a stapler at somebody? What about why we would use a firearm against somebody? What about why we would hit somebody with a baseball bat? You know, mm-hmm. Don't blame it on the bat, the stapler, or even the firearm. Let's blame it on the cause of violence, the root cause of evil in our society. Places why, like, why, why, why Elijah Cummings uh, trashed his city of Baltimore back in 1999. Yeah. How come those same problems still exist and, and haven't been Sanders addressed? Call it a third world country. Rat infested. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the mayor, the former African American mayor of Baltimore, said, "Ugh, what all the rats are doing in here?" You know. Right. But you know, 20 years later, they're dealing with the same problems, and the problems are not because. Of firearms, firearms are what uh, created, uh, you know, the, and helped us win the American Revolution, and why we are the most freedom, liberty loving nation on the planet. Yep, no, great stuff. I know you got to go. We'll finish this segment up with Alex. Thank you so much for your time today. Tim. Great to see you, Alex. Appreciate thanks, Tony. Thanks for you. having me. Thanks for the uh, again. Thanks for the impromptu visit. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad Anytime. I saw you in the hallway. <laughs> thanks, Tim Jones, former Speaker of the House, host of the Tim Jones Show every Sunday night here on FM News Talk ninety seven one. Uh, I want to go back to something that the speaker said, Alex, um, a a few minutes ago about an opportunity to maybe take some voters away from the left and people that have traditionally maybe voted Democrat in the past. You have worked all across the state of Missouri with people from all different backgrounds that are uh, supporters of gun rights. And, uh, you know, you have fought for those rights for a long time. Do you see people that have traditionally been Democrats, particularly like what he talked about, like union families that vote Democrat because they feel like the Democrats have the are more supportive of unions. But, you know, 
I don't think that uh, there's a lot of union families out there that want their guns taken away from them. Is oh, is the extreme not. is the way as how extreme the left has gotten? Is it actually not? Or I mean, it, it is dangerous and it is a problem. But is it also an opportunity to steal votes from from well, that are traditionally democratic? I would certainly hope so. <clears throat> I mean, the Democratic Party. You can see if you watch the debates were. Um, they were splintered and divided on a number of things. They can't agree on health care or immigration or taxes or who's paying for all the free stuff or how much free stuff we give non-citizens. But the one thing that they are really unified on right now is massive gun control, um, gun confiscation in most cases with these red flag orders. Um, and I would hope that anybody watching would hear that across the board and see that where they're going is very dangerous, not only for our society, but our, for our country and for our country's future um, as a whole. Uh, these kind of policies, they undermine our Constitution. They undermine our American heritage, our American values. And hopefully anybody watching the, deba- the debates and seeing the way they're just viciously attacking um, pro-gun rights uh, groups, pro-gun uh, citizens, their neighbors, their their fellow countrymen, um, seeing the way that that we're being attacked for our pro gun stance um, in support of the Second Amendment should alarm all Americans, whether you own firearms or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. And 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 maybe at some point they're going to find the edge. At some point they have to stop running to the left. At some point they have to stop being so extreme, or at least you'd think they'd have to. Or they just you know. They're going to run everybody away from that party. Let's uh, hope so. Yeah, we got a lot more to talk about. I've got uh, some questions for, for Alex. I've got some uh, stories that I want to cover, and uh, we're going to do that as we continue Second Amendment Radio. Thank you so much for listening to FM News Talk 97.1. Back in just a moment. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here. My partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, is out this week, but Aaron will be back next week. And this week, instead, we have Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition joining us in studio. Uh, Thanks again, Alex, for coming in today. Uh, Real quick, before we get back into some of these stories and issues, can you just talk about the Missouri Firearms Coalition, what you guys are all about, what you do there, and why everybody listening needs to support that organization if they want to make sure that their gun rights are always protected. Sure. So you can go to the Missouri Firearms Coalition dot org for more information. We are a no compromise gun rights advocacy group um, here stationed here in Missouri. Uh, We spend a lot of time at the Capitol fighting for your gun rights, protecting your gun rights and trying to smash down some of the gun control bills that that do find their way into Missouri. We spent a lot of time last year focusing on the red flag bills and the modified red flag bills that came out of Jefferson City. We have been working the last couple years to end gun-free zones. Uh, We've got 17 different areas in Missouri code that restrict us from self-defense and arming ourselves while in these public areas. So we've been working to repeal as many of those as possible. And then we are working on a bill that will hopefully nullify any of these future horrible Democratic gun control proposals should we actually see a Democrat in the White House now or in the 
you know, near future. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the the most recent session? Uh, we, we've kind of recapped that before, but it's been a little while, and I know you're starting to put together the stuff that you're going to work on um, next year, coming uh, legislative session. You know, we, we, we brag a lot in Missouri about Republican supermajority and being, you know, one of the states that has the most gun rights in the nation. But um, we shouldn't rest on our laurels. Right. I mean, there's still improvements that, that we can make here. And uh, there were still some missed opportunities this past year. Didn't, is that right? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, we've been trying to get rid of gun free zones for the last few years here in Missouri. Uh, we've got the bill through the a few of the House uh, committees. Uh, same thing with the Senate, but the Republican leadership in the House would say things like, well, if it's not moving in the Senate, then why should we waste time on it here? And then we would hear that same thing coming out of the Senate leadership. Why would we move something in the Senate if it's not moving in the House? So they're just kind of giving us the runaround. So it's just pure politics stalling that it's bill. It's pure politics. And unfortunately, those are our friends. Those are our pro-gun right. allies in Jefferson City. Uh, we've had a lot of of cases, do you where, feel like they're, they're, that slowly progress is being made on that on that bill, particularly the uh, the gun free zones? You think that you're going to get there? You think that we're going to get there? It's, not without a fight. Nothing okay. moves in Jefferson City unless it's pushed. And right now, the momentum seems to be with, unfortunately, with Michael Bloomberg's Moms Demand Action. Uh, they've got dozens and dozens of activists at the Capitol on a very regular basis. They completely take credit for killing the gun-free zone bill uh, that we had. They completely take credit for pushing the red flag zone uh, or red flag bills as far as they did get last year. So we are looking at a lot of outside funding, a lot of outside activism um, from New York and other, you know, California, other states like that, that are really trying to impact what we're doing here in Missouri. So it's going to be a fight whether we're trying to get a pro-gun bill passed. We haven't actually passed a pro-gun bill since 2016 when we really? when we did Stand Your Ground uh, and constitutional carry. So not since then has anybody in, in Jefferson City, Republican or otherwise, been willing to listen to gun owners or listen to us when we tell them that these gun-free zones are killing people. 97% of the mass shootings that happen, that you hear about on the news, are happening in gun-free zones, and nobody wants to listen to that. Nope. They're they're too busy trying to appease the Bloomberg groups yeah. that are there, you know, tens, dozens, 30, 40 deep in the hallways. Your, the, the gun-free zone elimination, essentially, Bill, yes. that you are fighting for, is it Across the board, are there any restrictions? Are are there any? Is there any negotiation on that, or is it? Are you are you looking to completely eliminate gun free zones, one hundred percent? Well, there, we have three different kinds of gun free zones, right? So you have federal gun free zones, private gun free zones, and then state mandated gun free zones. We can't do anything about the federal gun free mm-hmm. zones. That's like See, post I don't think offices. people realize that, the, right? That and it gets kind of wonky, right? Right. And, so you know, stuff like stuff. post offices yeah. we can't do anything about, but like privately owned and operated gun-free zones like um, churches, daycares, mm-hmm. bars, restaurants, we're not saying that they can't have a gun-free zone. We're not saying that they have to have a gun-free zone. We're just saying that they should have the right to decide it's and the right to choose. D- yes. We don't think the state should mandate right. their gun or uh, their firearm policy, their gun-free zone policies. We should we should leave it so up right to now, the business owner. So right now, is it a owner. mandate at, at it churches is. and schools? It and is. Right now, it's in our state statutes that churches, daycares, bars, restaurants, uh, there are, I think, nine of the privately owned huh. 
mandated gun-free zones. And we just we just want to strike those out of Missouri code and let those private business owners, um, owners, operators decide their own firearm policy. Mm-hmm. What The ones that we're going after are the state-mandated gun-free zones. So those are the ones uh, like the government-owned buildings, polling location, public transportation, campuses, you know, large stadiums. Yeah. Those are the ones that we are going after. And all in all, we have about 17 different restricted areas in Missouri. And our aim is to strike as many from them as the from the code as possible. We're seeking a full restoration of your Second Amendment rights to as many of them as possible. And when somebody says to you that is a, you know, a big uh, gun restrictive person, well, now we're just going to have a bunch of people run around with guns everywhere. I don't want to go into a sporting event where I know that there could be people with guns everywhere, and I don't want to go into a bar where people are drinking and know that there could be people with guns, you know, under their shirts. Uh, how do you respond to that when they say that's that's it's it's just obviously going to make things more dangerous because there's going to be more people with guns everywhere? So how could we be safer? What's well, how do you the bottom line is these policies are getting people killed. You know, I think of the nightclub in Orlando and I think of the church shooting in South Carolina. And these gun free zones are the target of criminals who want to hurt a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we don't think the state should have a right to tell you when you can and can't defend yourself. Real people really die when we are when we force them to disarm themselves and then go out and congregate in large groups of people. I mean, how many different gun-free zones mass shootings are we going to have to go through as a country before we realize that this policy is what is hurting people? It's getting people killed. We should have a right to defend ourselves no matter where we're at. A bad guy who wants to break the law is not going to change his mind if he sees a sign on a door that says, no guns allowed. Absolutely. He's already made up his mind that he's going to go in and commit a crime. And the fact that it's a gun-free zone is not going to stop that person from That's exactly out right. Evil will not be stopped by anything other than an equal and opposite force, yeah. an armed response, that good guy with the gun that mm. Trump talks about. It's almost always a good guy with a gun that stops the bad guy with a gun, oh, whether it's always. a police officer not, or— Not almost. Yeah. It, it is— Always an opposite force, whether they take their own lives or they're stopped by somebody that has a firearm and that can that can put up the opposite and equal force to that violence. Mm -hmm. Good guys with guns are the only answer that I mean, when you when something happens, you call the good guy with the gun. The first thing you do is call law enforcement. How would you grade the state of Missouri um, in this last legislative session as far as making strides to protect gun rights and 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 you know you we've obviously missed on some things but we're we still have it pretty good here how, well how overall, do you feel about the state overall overall i think we have fairly decent gun laws we're pretty safe when it comes to the second amendment we were extremely disappointed last session and in the past the previous couple cycles um, we are not seeing pro gun uh, pro gun bills move like we think we should and we're seeing um, the entertainment of the bad gun bills, like the red flag laws, way too much. They're giving mm-hmm. way too much credit. They have gotten way too much support. Um, and we we think that that's scary. We know that we're, you know, that we are 
we have majorities in the House and the Senate and we have the governor's office and we're everything's Republican here. But that's exactly what they said in Florida, too. And right. Florida passed the red the red flag bill. Uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio. There are Arkansas. There are a number of Republican led states that are jumping on board with these bad gun bill proposals. You know, and it's being fueled by all the rhetoric, you know, out of the 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 2020 Democratic candidates. But it make no mistake, it's being pushed by Republicans. So whether you have whether you have the gun free zone or I'm sorry, the red flag bill that says we're going to take your firearms at the ex parte level or they tinker with it and amend it down like they did in Missouri and tried to squeeze one by like the boyfriend loophole, quote unquote, red flag bill that McCreary tried to pull out um, when nobody was paying attention where they take a full order of protection and do it through a full order of protection mm-hmm. instead of an ex parte order of protection. Could you just real quick, because it's been a little while since we've talked about red flag laws on this show, uh, the, the basic description of what a red flag sure. law is, because it to me is one of the scariest things that is happening and, as you've illustrated, growing uh, around the country. Yes. So red flag laws, basically they're gun confiscation orders. They allow someone to make a claim against you that they think you may be a danger to yourself, you may be a danger to society. Um, And then what happens is these gun seizure orders will be issued before you have been charged or convicted of anything. So a gun owner that has no criminal background that has can have their firearms seized before he has ever set foot in a courtroom. They happen, the proceedings that determine whether or not they strip you of your firearms happen in secret. They're ex parte. So that means that you don't get to provide your own defense. You don't get to question your accuser. You don't get to provide your evidence or, you know, or testify, you know, for yourself. You have to prove your innocence. You're you guilty don't, until, until you, you don't can... even get to prove you're not even there. <laughs> right. You're not even there. So basically right. the ex parte is someone saying, hey, I think that they could do something wrong. You know, in this country, in America, we're innocent until proven guilty, which means we have to do something wrong. Then it has to be proven that we did something wrong and then right. we're punished. And then the consequences. And then, yeah. And then the consequences. Not consequences first. Right. And with these red flag orders and, you know, the boyfriend loophole, loophole bill, that's also a red flag order. Basically, they're just saying, well, we think you might do something wrong. So we're just going to skip right to punishment. There's no charge. There's no conviction. There's no day in court. There's no due process. And this is in 25 percent of the country. That's amazing. And so somebody makes a claim against you. You don't even know that claim has been made until law enforcement is knocking at your door Correct. To, to take away your guns. Correct. They tell you at that point uh, this claim's been made. That you could be a danger to yourself or others. We need to take all of your guns, and we'll we'll let you know when you can come to court and try to prove that prove your innocence, prove, prove your that in- you're not going yeah. to do so you're something guilty bad until proven innocent, which is exactly backwards. Exactly, and it takes in some cases months or even years. For these, I mean, we all know how slow the court systems can be. So it's That's not correct. like you have. It's not like you can go down and and prove yourself in a week and get everything straightened out. You're going to be without your guns and dealing with this for months minimum. Months probably minimum. Years. Months minimum. Probably years. And the scary thing about this is, and we knew this was coming as soon as the first states started to implement these red flag laws. 
Uh, we started to see it spread across the country. And now the original states that approved them to begin with are already expanding them. So the real danger in these red flag laws is when it comes uh, when they start to expand it. So now, for instance, in New York, they've just expanded their red flag law to include more people that can make a claim against you. I believe California just expanded expanded their law to say that uh, even you know jealous coworkers can ruin your life yeah. by by setting up these orders against you. Yeah. Uh, this is this is crazy, and everybody should be paying attention to the fact that they can now confiscate your firearms without your due process, without charging you or convicting you of anything. Yeah. And people who are listening and thinking to themselves like, well, if I don't have anything, if, if I don't, if I, if I haven't done anything wrong, this will never happen to me. So maybe it's not as bad as Alex and Tony are saying it is. This could happen to, if you have a neighbor who doesn't like you, and knows that you own yep. guns and knows that you're a big Second Amendment person and knows that that would really mess with piss you. you off right? if your guns or are taken away from you. Spouse. Or yeah, you're going through a divorce or you're breaking or you have a, that you're you're breaking up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Or we've even seen it where it was a where a family argument where a brother and a sister got into an argument that they yes. were on opposite sides of the political aisle and and the sister knew that the brother was a conservative and owned guns and thought you know what I'm going to stick it to him I'm going to have their gun his guns taken away uh, it, so it's not it's not like well if I as long as I don't do anything wrong they'll never come for me they'll never come and get my guns right and this, in that case when written, they came to take the brother's firearms, he objected to it, and during the altercation, they killed him. He ended up dead. He ended up dead because of this And the sister was mad at the police for killing him, and she was the one that sent them over there. Exactly. I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't perfectly... This is serious. Real people will yeah. die. Yes. You know, the whole Gatson flag, the whole um, Molon Lebe, the whole come and take them, that's what we're looking at. Right. You right. know, and that's not something that you want to you want to put out, you know, on the front lines of the discussion because real people will die mm -hmm. because of that policy, because of the policies that we're implementing with these red flag laws. Yeah. Great stuff. Good info there from Alex Salzman, Missouri Firearms Coalition. We've got more Second Amendment radio coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Alex is going to stick around. You need to stick around, too. We'll be back with more here on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Alex has been nice enough to join us today. Aaron Tarlow, the normal co-host of this show, the owner of Southern Armory, is out, but he will be back next week. I want to remind folks about Southern Armory, and if you are looking for firearms, if you are looking for accessories, if you are looking for anything, uh, gear, uh, Southern Armory has that all for you. You can check them out. Uh, right now, they have they are continuing their $85 CCW and advanced pistol classes for listeners. So if you go into Southern Armory and you say uh, that you are a listener to 97.1 and Second Amendment Radio, 
you are going to get those classes for just $85. That is absolutely amazing. Of course, they have a great selection of new and used firearms, plus they also have your suppressors. We've talked a lot about suppressors on this show, and uh, we've also talked about the Democrats and what they are chasing after, and a lot of them are going after the suppressors these days. So if you want to get your suppressor before anything uh, wonky happens, you need to go to Southern Armory and get that taken care of. Don't forget you can follow Southern Armory on Facebook along with Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. Aaron does a lot of stuff on the Southern Armory Facebook page um, as far as answering questions, both about if you just have questions about about the guns themselves or if you have questions about gun laws or, you know, your rights. Aaron uh, does a great job of answering questions there on Facebook, and he does a lot of live streams. So you can watch him and learn how to properly clean your gun. Uh, He does gun builds on the live streams there on Facebook as well. And uh, just a great place to go and follow them on Facebook, Southern Armory on Facebook. And, of course, you can also learn. You ready? You ready? Born ready. All right, baby. <laughs> you can also learn about everything else they do at Southern Armory and get more information on their website, southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. There it is. It's usually three times. It's only twice because Aaron's not here. But southernarmory.com. There you go. I'll, southernarmory.com. Check it all out there. And uh, like I said, Aaron will be back next week. Uh, Alex, uh, one more time, talk about uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition what you guys are all about, and why our listeners need to support your organization to help uh, the great work that you do. Definitely. So we need you to go to the MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. You can also check us out on Facebook, Missouri Firearms Coalition. We have petitions uh, that we need you to sign for the gun-free zone bill. We're trying to get rid of gun-free zones. We need you to sign a petition for the red flag laws so that we make sure that Michael Bloomberg's ideology doesn't stick here in Missouri in relation to these red flag laws. Um, If you can chip in, every bit counts. We don't have buses to ship people from all across the state up to the Capitol uh, to browbeat our politicians into enacting gun control. We use every bit of the dollars that you guys send us to prevent these gun control proposals from getting by in Jefferson City. So anything that you can spare, join us. We've got uh, T-shirts and a bumper sticker that we can send you if you want to become members, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. They're really soft and comfortable T-shirts. I love mine, so check us out, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. And if people want to follow you, do you have any personal Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Alex Salzman, but most of our live streams come from the Missouri Firearms Coalition page. Gotcha, very good. Yeah, definitely go and support the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Uh, Alex talks all the time about the the bust-in protesters. You just mentioned them, and many times it – Many times you would be completely outnumbered if not for the uh, petitions that you have in your hands. When you're squaring off against dozens and dozens of people uh, trying to take gun rights away and you're there representing all of us um, alone, at least you have giant stacks of petitions of people that have that, that support you and the organization, and that goes a long way, right? I mean, yes, it just really does. Just simply helping in that area. It really does. The amount of emails and petitions that we generated and sent through the Capitol last session really did have a huge impact on the red flag bill. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they tried to 
trick us with the one red flag that we all had the hearing and got all upset about and everybody protested. But then when no one was looking, they tried to sneak in a red flag bill um, under the guise of a you know a different kind, different uh, statute, was a, a different ordeal. They used different language. They were trying to, to sneak it past us. We found out and we were able to mobilize our membership very quickly to send thousands and thousands of emails to the Capitol um, to prevent that from getting any further than it did. And it's a good thing that we did because all of the Republicans in those committees were um, saying how great this bill was and it was a wonderful compromise and this was common sense gun control. It was just Republican approved gun control. Why do and we keep hearing that? Exactly. Why? What is, exactly. Have you ever gotten a good answer from any Republican or heard a good answer from any Republican lawmaker in any of these states or even the NRA, which has supported gun they have. Uh, red flag laws in certain areas? Uh, what? Why? Has <laughs> is, is anybody ever explained why it's okay with some of these Republicans and even as far as the NRA that these uh, red flag laws are passing? Well, I think that they are emboldened because the Democrats have gotten so far to the left with their rhetoric. You know, they're beating the drum that it is now the litmus test. You know, you can see every presidential Democrat candidate has the same unified platform, and that is a very aggressive, very progressive anti-gun agenda. And with that, you know, being the the discussion or leading the discussion, all of the all of the pro-gun representatives, all of the Republicans are just kind of falling in line. You know, it's one of those, if you say it enough, you start to believe that it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, they've dominated the conversation now for so long that instead of trying to offer our own solutions like the repeal of the red or the repeal of the gun free zones, instead of offering our own solutions to these problems, we just try to compromise and, you know, hopefully combat. But more more so than not, we just compromise uh, with their agenda and their solutions, which we know are not going to help. They're certainly not going to help, um, you, you know, address gun violence in America. They're they're only going to hinder law-abiding citizens from protecting themselves. And it's just, it's a nightmare. And we have to stay diligent uh, when we're mm-hmm. dealing with Jefferson City or they will sneak this stuff by us. They'll, they'll shovel it to us and call it sugar. And the best way that you can support it and stop it is by helping the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Go to their website, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. Sign the petitions, join the organization, and help the fight. Uh, I asked you a little bit earlier to uh, to grade the state of Missouri um, as far as how they've been doing as protecting Second Amendment rights. What would be your quick grade of President Trump? How, how has he done as, as president so far? Um, is is being friendly to the Second Amendment? Well, I have to say, I think that we have been disappointed with the staff that Trump has surrounded himself with. I think that he's taken advice for some people from some people that didn't have gun owners' best interest at heart. I know nobody wants to care about bunk, bump stock bans, but if you look at the legislation and the wording in that legislation, we're banning anything that increases the rate of fire. And I don't mm. want to get all wonky on you, um, but that's big bad news for gun owners. So yeah, the, I don't I don't care about bump stocks, I, but. I care about the devil's cre- in the details. I, there, yeah, I, I care about slippery slopes. Mm-hmm. And if you give up one thing really easily, well, it, yeah, this it, wasn't like you even said, a it, slope. It, it emboldens. This was a cliff, right? Emboldens the other side to say, "Well, we won that one," and they didn't even fight. 
So exactly. Let's go get I mean, we're one. seeing that with suppressors right now in yeah. magazines. Yes. You know, and this, you know, like I said, it, it's not a slippery slope where we ban. We didn't just ban one. You know, accessory. This is a firearm accessory. It's not even a firearm. What we did was we we banned anything that would increase the rate of fire of any semi-automatic firearm. Um, anybody knows, everybody should know that there is no standard rate of fire for semi-automatic firearms. So anything that that helps a firearm fire, yeah, more than once, even yeah. once. It's Aaron very vague. Talked about Aaron has talked about just changing the springs in your trigger to make it a little bit yep. easier to shoot. I mean, even that could be considered any aftermarket, right? Uh, anything aftermarket that that increases um, the functionality right. of the firearm is now brought into question and can be. Uh, banned or confiscated because of the language in this law that we just let this go and we let it go because nobody's worried about you know the one thing the bump stock or you know the suppressor or the magazine but the devil's in the details there you have to really look at the language and i think that that's going to come back and hurt us so we're almost out of time just a little more than a minute to go but we always ask alex to bring us a stupid gun law from around the country can you give us a stupid gun law to end the show here? yes well (laughs) our stupid gun law this week comes from new york of course they just had a whole slew of gun control proposals There's a lot that of stupid came out. gun laws in New York. <laughs> yeah, that just came out. But the one that just happened a few days ago, they have banned all teachers and administrators from carrying firearms in school. So basically, they aren't going to let um, teachers and administrators be part of a strategy to keep schools safer. You know, <sighs> uh, municipalities, counties, states all over the country are doing this. But um, in New York, they're saying, nope, not here. Definitely not us. We're not a we're not we don't we don't really want the good guys with guns. We don't want the good guns in our schools, you know, in Missouri, we actually let our administrators and our teachers, if they are um, trained, we let them carry concealed yes. firearms in schools here in Missouri, but we let, but not New York. We let school districts make up, well, not all of them, but some make up their own minds. Yeah, and that's the way it should let be. I mean, school choice. how they want to protect themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, Amen. and outstate, upstate New York conservatives are, of course, yeah. upset about this. And their stance is, you don't know our schools, you don't know our community, and you can't decide what's best for us. Yep. So... New York yeah, also New York. the state. New York also the state that just raised the uh, waiting period to get guns from three days to thirty days. From thirty. So days. they are really uh, they're really uh, crushing. They're it pushing up there. hard. Yeah. Yep. We'll have to talk about their knife ban next time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Alex, thanks so much for uh, coming in today and filling in for Aaron, who is out. Aaron Tarlow, uh, owner of Southern Armory, will be back co-hosting with me next week. Check out uh, the Missouri Firearms Coalition online at MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. I get that right? That's right. Perfect. And if you missed anything from today's show or want to hear it again, always download our podcast on the Radio.com app. It's absolutely free. Just download the app, and uh, then you have 24-7 stream of the station, and you can download our podcast free Second Amendment Radio. Thanks so much. We'll see you back here next week on FM News Talk 97.1. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.